Hi there, I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 on Learning. It's National School Choice Week, celebrated the last week in January, going on 11 years now. It's a time where we shine a spotlight on effective K-12 education options for children. We are thrilled to welcome back Mr. Andrew Campanella. He is the president of National School Choice Week. Choices defined by his organization to include traditional public, charter, magnet, online, private, and home education options. All week you will be seeing posts and events, maybe even some dancing with those yellow scarves, supporting awareness of the need for more choice in education in all of our 50 states. We warmly welcome you back to the podcast, Andrew, for this year's celebration. And I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and why you are so passionate about school choice. Well, thanks so much. And hi, everybody. I am excited to talk to all of my friends at K-12 and uh, soon to be friends as well. I'm Andrew Campanella. I work with National School Choice Week. And what we do at School Choice Week is twofold. Number one, we raise awareness among families all across the country about all the different education options that they have for their kids. So that's traditional public schools, public charter schools, public magnet schools, online public schools, private schools, and homeschooling. And we do that through year-round guides and resources and roadmaps that we develop and prepare for families. These are unbiased, comprehensive, and jargon-free resources that are available completely free on our website. And so that's what our team does all year round. And then every year in January, we help schools and organizations and families plan independent events and activities so that they themselves can raise awareness of all of the school choice options in their communities. And the goal of this is a truly grassroots celebration of opportunity in education so that families can learn about their options, but also so that we as a country can celebrate the fact that when kids are placed in education settings that meet their needs, that address their challenges, that harness their interests, great things happen. They're more likely to learn, succeed, thrive, and be happy. So I feel like I have the best job in the world because I get to work with families and schools and school leaders and educators all year round. Thank you. We can feel of that enthusiasm that you have. Tell us how National School Choice Week came about. Well, National School Choice Week started about 11 years ago, and it came as the result of a discussion amongst a lot of folks working in K-12 education, and specifically in the school choice education reform space. And there was a realization that people talked about school choice and when they did, they were talking about one type of school choice, for example, open enrollment in public traditional public schools, or the public charter school movement, or private school choice, or online public schools. But there wasn't an effort out there that raised awareness equally of all of these different options so that parents could look at the full menu of options available for their kids and learn about those options in a way that was unbiased, comprehensive, detailed, and practical because so much in education is unfortunately not user-friendly to folks at home. So much jargon, uh, so many terms that we don't even need to use, but in education we end up using them anyway. So our goal was to bring education back to the kitchen table where families could talk about it and they could learn about their options because there is such a demand out there for parents to be able to find schools and learning environments 
that do work for their kids. And we know that when they go through that process, and a record number of families are going through that process of choosing, actively choosing schools for their kids, good things do happen. Students are more likely to succeed. Parents are more likely to be happy. And so we got started on those basic principles and we've grown ever since. We started with about 150 schools working with us. This last year, we had 25,000 and more than I think 17 million participants. You know, I was really encouraged last year when I saw the online celebrations since we couldn't meet in person. I even learned the school choice dance moves. (laughs) It was very fun. And this year, I'm enjoying the student-led celebrations. Why is it important to have a choice in where and how we educate our children? It is, in my opinion, essential. It shouldn't even be optional in the sense of having a choice or not having a choice. I believe that every family in this country should have a wide variety of options for their children's education. And the reasoning is simple. Every child is unique. Every child is different. All kids learn differently. What your child absorbs in the classroom and his or her experiences at school, even if they go to the same school as the kid right next door, they might have completely different experiences and reactions. And so why should your child have to go to a school that might not work for he or she uh, just because it happens to work for other kids in the neighborhood. It doesn't make any sense. This isn't how we operate in any other aspect of our lives. You go down the aisles of a supermarket and there are options in every aisle. You want bread, you've got dozens of different kinds of bread. In your community, you wanna go to a park, chances are there are a lot of different parks in your community or recreation options you get to choose. You wanna buy a car or lease a car. There are a lot of options out there and options within price ranges. You want to figure out where you're going to live. You have options of whether you want to buy or rent. And within those options, there are even more options. So we are not wired as Americans, as a free society, to be told that there are no choices in something. And the reason we're not wired this way is because in our founding documents, one of the founding principles of our nation is this idea of a pursuit of happiness, a pursuit of happiness not just happiness in the sense of, oh, I had a really happy day, but happiness in the sense of purpose and in the sense of uh, civic mindedness, in the sense of giving back. That is all wired into the DNA of what it means to be an American. And so we need to make sure that in the one foundational aspect of child development, education, that there are choices too, that reflect the same types of choices that we have in every other aspect of our lives. Because if we want kids to grow up and we want them to pursue their dreams and we want them to give back and be good citizens, we need to make sure they're learning the things they need to learn and they're learning in a way that inspires them to want to keep learning. So I took forever to answer your simple question, but I am super passionate about the need to provide choice and opportunity in education because we have it in every other aspect of our lives. And just because we're talking about people who are under the age of 18, those Americans should have it too. That's a beautiful answer. And thank you for taking the time to to go through it. The choice is important. We've been living in an unusual time. A pandemic has covered the world. How has the pandemic changed the need for school choice? I think it's changed the need for school choice in a few different ways. In the immediate term, you have 
about 40% of parents or more who in our surveys have said that they are looking right now to find a new or different school for their child. So we've seen a huge spike in demand for immediate options. And there are a lot of reasons for this. A lot of families have realized that this shift to either emergency remote learning or in some cases, socially distanced in-classroom learning is not working for their kids. And what's not working for a lot of families is the constant switch back and forth between the two. It's very difficult, as you know, as almost everybody can imagine, for families, especially working families, to adjust to these schedules that seem to change on a dime. So there is an immediate desire for some stability, uh, for an education setting for kids that is working for them. So that's the immediate need. The long-term need that I see is that parents now, even if they are usually happy with their children's school and never had thought about the need for having other options, now know what it's like for the millions of other parents out there who for too long have said to themselves, my gosh, this school is not working for my child. What am I going to do? I need another choice. I need another option. It's almost a feeling for many families of desperation because they're told again and again that the school they're sending their child to might be highly ranked or highly rated, but it's not working for their individual kids and they need another option. And they don't want to wait 10 years for another option to be an existing school to be retrofitted to work for their kid. They want their child to not miss a day of learning. And so now every parent in America can sympathize with what those families have gone through for far too long. And what I hope people will remember out of all this is let's do a little or a lot less judgment of other families and their situations and their needs. And instead, let's work together to recognize that by having a variety of options in a community when it comes to schooling, district schools, charter schools, magnet schools, online schools, private schools, and homeschooling, and options within them, we're actually creating a scenario where there are more opportunities for kids to succeed and families to thrive and stay in those communities. So it's not a zero-sum game. Everybody can win here. I like that. Everyone can win here. That is a great statement. As we put our children and their needs first, and sometimes we have to consider work schedules, accessibility to see what works best for our families. It's wonderful to be able to have the choice. The freedom to choose your own school raises a lot of questions about what type of school is best. How does a family go about seeking what is best for their own family? That is a really good question. And that is a question that I probably have gotten more than any other question out there when it comes to education. Okay, so school choice exists in my area, we have options, but actually how do we go about choosing a school that meets our child's needs? And for too long in the New York and Washington education circles, there's been a lot of talk about families should choose schools based on things like ratings, grades and rankings for schools, I don't subscribe to that. I think that the best way for a family to choose a school is through a detailed, customized process for your family and your child. And it really centers around what is best for your child and what your child needs and in what types of environments is your child most likely to thrive. And so there are a lot of questions you need to ask yourself. 
you need to take stock of your own experiences in education because you have to remember that as a parent, you too were once a student and nobody really forgets that, but it's important to remember what you took away from that. Are there things you think about education that are playing into your, your decisions when it comes to making a choice for your child's school? Did you have a bad experience at a certain school or a certain type of school? And is that making you a little wary of that type of school for your child? If so, have things changed? You need to talk about what your child's needs are, what your goals for a school are, what you would want in an ideal setting. And then you need to go through and decide what are deal breakers for you? What are things that you absolutely must have in a school or learning environment for your child? And what are those things that are want to haves? And then you visit schools and you ask a lot of questions and you talk to other parents and ask them some specific questions, not just for the you know, boilerplate endorsement and sit down as a family and make a decision. And I lay this whole process out. It's really easy to follow. Any family can do it. Um, and it's on our website, schoolchoiceweek.com. You can also get a copy of my book, School Choice Roadmap, Seven Steps to Finding the right school for your child. I'm glad that you mentioned your book. They came out in January 2020. It's a great reference for a family who needs to make some decisions, where to look, how to start. What inspired you to write this book? What inspired me to write the book is the question you asked me, and that is, how should families go about choosing the right school for their child? We at National School Choice Week put together resources all year long whether it's a state-by-state -state guide to school choice that is very, very comprehensive about different schools to building a next-generation school finder that we're just about to debut or uh, putting together a, um, an ultimate guide to online public schools and how to enroll in them, for example. We've been putting together so many resources. The one thing we didn't have and couldn't find was practical advice for families on how to actually go and choose a school for their child. And the way I look at it is you can build school choice and you can have school choice in a community, but you need to make it navigable so people can find it and understand it. And parents are really smart, but education presents a lot of roadblocks with jargon and bureaucracy and confusion that in some ways dissuades people from even wanting to go on the journey. So we said, okay, there isn't anything out there that we can link to that's comprehensive enough, that is open enough to acknowledge that there isn't a choice that is going to work for every single child. I think that's another thing. You, you read some other resources out there and they lead you to a certain conclusion. You might answer some questions, you might do some worksheets, and then you apparently always get the same answer. Well, you should choose this type of school for your child. It's always the same type. I didn't want to present that type of resource to families because I think that every family's answer is going to be different. And I wanted to write a book and provide a resource to families that acknowledged how personal of a decision this was while providing some practical ways that you can harness what you know about your kids because you have more information about this process than anybody else out there. You have the knowledge, the experience, the intuition, and the ability to make this choice. And I wanted to give parents resources, tools, tips, so that they could use that information to their child's advantage. Wonderful. We are going to link in our podcast notes today, we're going to link references to your book and to National School Choice Week website for everyone so that they can follow along. Appreciate you building a tool for families to be able to use. There are celebrations going on all week, and you've given us some great resources to find answers to the questions that we may have. 
How do we encourage parents to become more involved? So two things. If you've chosen a school that you love for your child and for all the K-12 families out there, I want you to do this if you can. Go online, regardless of what social media you have, and post something about why you are grateful to have this choice that you have made for your child. You don't have to write an essay. Maybe it's just a snapshot with a hashtag. But the more we can show the world and show people throughout our country that choice yields success and happiness, the more families who will start their own process of looking for schools for their kids. The greater the demand there is, the more likely, the higher likelihood there is that school choice in places where it doesn't exist will expand. So that's number one. Number two, if you live in a place and you feel like there are not enough options in your community, we want people to use this week as an opportunity to have your voice heard. Work with other families, speak up, tell those in power, and usually this is at the state level, not at the federal level, at the state level, that you want more options. There are so many examples out there of states with a variety of options, and you can point to those as examples of what you want in your state. So speak up. And remember, when you're speaking up, you're speaking up for something, not against something. School choice is about being for something. It's about being for opportunity for all, for public schools, for charter schools, for magnet schools, for online schools, for private schools, and for homeschooling. You can support all six sectors of choice without denigrating any one of them, without hurting any one of them. Again, it's not a zero-sum game. We can all be winners here. I don't know if there's a better cheerleader for school choice. Thank you very much, Andrew Campanella. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you have any last comments you'd like to offer? I just want to say this. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. And to everybody out there who is going through this pandemic, we're all in this together. The work you've done has not been forgotten and will not be forgotten. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, or a student, hang in there because brighter days are ahead. And hopefully, when it comes to school choice, even much brighter days are ahead as we provide opportunity for more and more families. Thank you very much. We are banking on those brighter days ahead and the school choice to expand. Thank you. Thank you for listening to K-12 on learning, sponsored by Stride. To learn more about the online public schools powered by Stride K-12, the Stride Career Prep Program that fosters lifelong learning, or any private or individual course offering, please go to k12.com or stridelearning.com. A special thanks to Tree K Studios for writing the music for us. We hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and leave us a good review. Join us again next week for K-12 on Learning. Thank you.